Welcome to the first ever John Gets Games podcast. Now this is the audio from the update vlog for January 2020, and today I'll be discussing the year in review, where I discuss uh, 2019 and the view of a bunch of different numbers and statistics. I will also be covering the shifting shelf, where I talk about the new games I've acquired and the games I've removed from my collection. And after that, I'll go into the upcoming schedule, where I briefly discuss what I'm planning on making for the next four weeks. Now I do want to say that the reason that this podcast is being made is because of the Patreon support that's coming in through all of the uh, hundreds of people that have been helping the channel out. Uh, this uh, podcast was a goal that was hit just a month ago, so it's kind of convenient that that's happening at the start of this new year, and I am planning on doing this for at least uh, this next year to kind of see how much traction uh, people actually get with this. I know some people like to listen to my vlogs in the car, so this way you can listen to it on your podcast uh, application instead of having to have your YouTube app open. So um, I do want to uh, ask that... Uh, if you want to continue supporting this channel in the creation of things like this podcast, then please go to patreon.com slash Games to learn more about it. All right, let's now start off with the general updates for the channel, and as always, we'll begin with a very brief Patreon campaign update. There were 13 new people who joined into the campaign over the last month, which is definitely more than normal, so I really appreciate all of that new support. And I do want to briefly say here that we hit a goal for the campaign. That was at $1,250, and that unlocked me making a podcast version of all of the vlogs that I put out. And I'll talk about that in more detail later, but I do want to mention here that the next goal is at $1,500 a month. So that's $218 away, and at that goal, I will make a live question and answer vlog every single month. So I've done a couple of those in the past. In fact, I did one about two months ago, and it was quite fun, uh, and it would be great to um, do this every single month. So I'm really hoping uh, that the campaign can work more towards that goal. All right, let's now go into some more general updates for the channel, and uh, realistically, the first one I should discuss, I just mentioned, and that involves hitting that goal in the Patreon campaign. Now, for a long time, I have been curious about making a podcast version of these vlogs that I put out. I, of course, tried to put uh, helpful images on the screen as well as text and timestamps and all that, but I know that a lot of people uh, just listen to these vlogs in their car or when they're doing other types of things and they just have the uh, YouTube video playing. Uh, so I figured it might be nice to make a podcast version of this where I just rip the audio out and I put it into a podcast feed so that you can listen to it when you're doing other podcasty type things. Uh, this does mean that I'm going to be getting a little bit less um, uh, advertising revenue because obviously I don't have advertisements on the podcast, uh, but I'm hoping that uh, people who appreciate the podcast and use it will also uh, support the channel with, uh, through Patreon because that is uh, the reason that we hit this level overall. So I'm quite curious to see how that goes, and uh, if you'd like to check it out, uh, it should be called the John Gets Games Podcast, and you should be able to find it on all of the standard podcast platforms. I say should because I am new to this, and uh, I'll be putting this one out and uh, submitting it to all of those, and I'm not sure how quickly it'll actually uh, sync up. So it might be a couple days or even a couple weeks until it pops up onto things like iTunes. I'm really not sure. It's currently being hosted on SoundCloud, so that's another way that you can uh, listen to it over there. But um, I will uh, talk about this again uh, next month once I have absolutely confirmed that it is out there. Of course, this is the first one that I'm putting out, so um, it might be a little bit of a slow start as these uh, uh, gears get rolling. All right, let's now move into the biggest update that I'll be talking about today, and it's not necessarily new information, it's just a year in review, and I always like doing these um, at the start of each year because I think numbers are fun, and I think it's kind of fun to share this stuff. Now, uh, I have quite a few numbers, so I'm definitely going to be looking at my cheat sheet on my phone here. And uh, the first thing to say, uh, just from a statistics perspective, is there were 1.2 million views on this channel last year, which is... 
a lot of views. That's <laughs> just like hard to even wrap my head around. Uh, that was a 12% increase over last year. So it's really great to see um, that it's bigger, obviously, than last year. Of course, looking at growth is something that I want to do. Uh, moving on, there were uh, 5,156 new subscribers to the channel. So that's a net positive. Of course, lots of people, I'm sure, unsubscribed over the course of the year. And unfortunately, that was actually 14% less than the previous year. So the subscriber count down a little bit, which isn't something I love to see, but the view count is up and I'm not really going to obsess about these details overall. I'm just going to keep trying to put out the quality content that I do and I hope that the subscribers uh, certainly come in. I mean, of course, uh, 5,000 subscribers is nothing to be sad about. I think that's really awesome to see that kind of uh, addition to the channel. Uh, now, uh, in addition to that, uh, other statistics that I find interesting, um, on average, uh, of, of those 1.2 million views, uh, people watched 16 minutes of the videos. Now, of course, I make a wide variety of uh, videos with uh, tons of different types of vlogs and the uh, playthroughs, but I think that um, on average, having 16 minutes watched is a pretty good amount. I mean, I think um, uh, for a lot of playthroughs, you have a very decent idea of what's going on once you get to the 16-minute mark. And I think for a lot of the vlogs, people just jump around and watch the parts that they specifically like. And that was actually a 9% increase over last year. So people are watching longer, which I, of course, like to see. Now, the next numbers to talk about are uh, Patreon. Uh, it looks like there were 23 more supporters of the Patreon campaign at the end of 2019 than there were at the beginning, which honestly feels like a lot less than I was expecting. But there was a positive $216 a month at the end of the year than the beginning, which is a, uh, a really nice reflection overall. I mean, if you look at those two numbers together, you'd say those 23 people were uh, uh, supporting the channel at $10 a month, which is definitely not the case. Um, there were uh, lots of people who stopped supporting the channel. This is just the positive 23. Obviously, many more than 23 people joined into the campaign over the last year. And I understand that there's an ebb and flow as people come in and people come out. Um, and it's worth noting that the um, goal that we just hit was um, pretty much exactly $200 more than we had last year. So we just barely hit it. It took essentially a year to get to the podcast goal. So I'm hoping the next goal, which is about $200 away, does not take another year to get to. But who knows? You know, it's uh, it's up to people if they want to support the channel. And I uh, totally understand why uh, most people don't. I totally get it. All right, uh, moving on to more numbers. Uh, we can now talk about the uh, videos that I made. Uh, there were 104 video projects made. Now I say projects because uh, these days I've now split up my playthroughs into two videos with a tutorial and an extended playthrough. So for that, I'm counting that as one project. So 104 video projects seems pretty great. That's 19 more than in 2018. And uh, when it comes to the actual breakdown of the videos, the uh, biggest surprise to me was playthroughs. Uh, there were 63 games that I made the tutorial style playthroughs last year for, and that's 24 more than last year, which is a huge amount. <laughs> I mean, that's like, uh, uh, you know, it's just a, a surprising difference. And uh, once I talk about the hours that I put into the channel in just a minute, you'll see um, why that's the case. I put a lot more time into it. Uh, now, there were 16 more vlogs made this uh, in 2019 than 2018, but that's not too surprising considering at some point last year, I decided to break out the variety vlogs and do impressions vlogs by themselves and the game radar by itself and these updates. So that's just going to mean there are more vlogs overall, but on average, those vlogs are uh less, uh, they take less time. All right. So the last uh, thing I'd like to talk about in a year in review is just the amount of hours that I put towards the channel. Um, I use an app called Toggle. Um, it's free for people like me, so this is not sponsored or anything like that, but it works out really well for me and it lets me track, um, you know, every second that I put towards John Gets Games. I really try to uh, track everything as much as I can. And in 2019, I logged 
1,099 hours towards the channel, which is 278 more hours than the previous year. Now, that's interesting to me because in 2017, which is when I first went uh, part-time with John Gets Games, uh, I'm sorry, no, 2018, <laughs> in 2018 when I went part-time, I was working um, on average about three days a week at my old event job and then two to three days a week with John Gets Games. Um, I changed that at the start of 2019. I told my old job that I would only work for them uh, at a max of two days a week and there were about three or four weeks throughout the year where I actually worked for them more when things were crazy with the, uh, the shows. But um, this just goes to show the difference uh, of working at my old job less and John gets games more, um, you know, having 278 extra, extra hours going to the, towards the channel is a, a big uh, impact of that overall. Um, and in fact, I'm not going to talk about the numbers of it, but I will say that um, in 2018, I made more money at my old job than John gets games. And in 2019, I made more money with John gets games than my old job. So that again, makes sense considering I'm working for them less, but overall, it's just exciting to see how the, my professional career arc is kind of shifting over time. Now, when uh, you break down the hours a little bit more, I put 822 hours towards recording these tutorial-style playthroughs, which is interesting because that is about 10 hours off from all of the time that I put into the channel in 2018. So I took essentially all of that and turned all that into playthroughs, which is, is again why I covered 24 more games this year. Now, on average, it took about 13 hours to finish each one of the playthrough projects, and that's one hour more on average than the previous year. So... For some reason, it's taking me longer to make these uh, projects, you know, on average one hour more, which adds up when you do, uh, you know, 63 playthroughs. Um, but I think that's probably because I'm now splitting these up into the tutorial and the extended playthrough. Like, that was a change I made, and I acknowledge that I think overall the product is a little bit longer because I tried to teach everything in that tutorial, which means I'm sometimes teaching things a little bit out of order. But either way, I really do hope to try and get that average down from 13 hours. That's, that's quite a bit of hours to put towards these playthroughs. And if I could get that down, I could be more productive and that would help everything out. Um, now looking over here, it looks like for the vlogs, I put 146 hours towards that, which is 36 more hours than last year, which is kind of interesting considering um, that's a pretty significant amount of time. And maybe by splitting up these, uh, the variety vlogs into these separate ones, I'm actually putting a little bit more time into them, which hopefully means it's a higher quality product. Uh, so, you know, that, that's just something I have to hope for. Uh, the last number to talk about is one I talked about last year as well, and that is that I spent 88 hours this year answering emails, um, which is not too bad. And again, this is answering emails and um, replying to comments because I get an email every time anybody comments on any of the hundreds of videos that I put out. Um, that's six more hours than last year, which is not a huge difference considering that I've made a lot more videos overall. So I think that overall, I'm doing pretty good about that. So um, that's going to wrap up me talking about all these numbers. I hope that was even slightly interesting to you because I find this stuff super interesting to really uh, look back and see where things are going and uh, kind of see how things will be um, uh, when we look towards the future. Like in uh, January of 2021, I'll look back at these numbers and see how they're different and uh, try to glean something from that as well. Uh, now, I do want to cover one more general update, and this is... Um, very much a personal update overall, but I do like uh, bringing uh, me, Jonathan Cox, the, the person, into these update vlogs a little bit. Um, you know, it's the start of the new year, which is when people do New Year's resolutions and all that stuff. And last year, at the start of the year, I was like, I'm going to really get into a routine. I was exercising a whole bunch. I just exercised like crazy in January and February and March a little bit. And then by the time April came along, I kind of fell off that routine. And 
and I really didn't pick it back up again. And in fact, um, as of yesterday, I have never been heavier than I am at this point. Um, that's not something I feel too great about, and it's honestly been a worry of mine um, since before I even started doing Jongus games professionally. I knew that once I started working at my other job less, I will have to change my overall eating habits and exercise habits to try and keep up because my old job is very exertive, like lots of climbing ladders and walking tens of miles a day and, you know, climbing stairs and carrying heavy things. Uh, so I do a lot less of that now and it's really showing. As I said, I've never been heavier and I don't feel like I'm like overweight or anything like that, but I, I feel like I don't want this trend to continue. I really want to change it. So um, I am hoping to get some more routines going, trying to get back on the exercise routine overall, um, and also just some routines for John Gets Games because I uh, have this really unfortunate habit of just letting uh, emails pile up until I have about 70 or 80 of them, and then I spend like four hours just answering emails like crazy, and then that kind of derails my day, and I just would really like to make a routine where I'm answering all of my emails in the morning, every single morning, and I'm exercising every single day, and I'm doing all these things trying to get just a more healthy routine going. Um, I've actually decided to bring a slight gaming angle into this. I actually bought Ring Fit Adventure, which is a Switch video game, which uses a little um, um, exercise uh, uh, wheel, springy wheel thing, and you kind of run in place and you play this adventure game, fighting monsters by doing exercise and running in place and, and doing all sorts of little mini games. And I've used it three times at this point, so I've barely scratched the surface of it, but I'm, I'm hoping to try to make that my routine, like see how that goes, like play that every single day. Uh, and even in the three times I've played it so far, I've, I've been like wiped out <laughs> at the end of it. It's surprisingly um, um, exertive overall, and that's definitely what I'm looking for in a routine to try and um, get myself just into a better situation. I'd really love to lose about 50 to 20 pounds. And I'm not really sure if I'll get there over the next year, but I'm just uh, vocalizing this because it's a thing that's definitely on my mind. It's something I'm, I'm going to be trying to work on as I'm establishing a routine, um, as I continue to work for myself at home. And it's just, it's a situation that lends itself towards a routine. So I'm going to try to lean into it. So I think that's everything I want to say about that. All right, it's now time for the Shifting Shelf segment where I discuss the games that I have removed from my collection and the new games that I've joined my collection over the last month. Now, today I only have one game to talk about removing, and that's because there was a big uh, board game flea market that happened a month ago, and in the last update vlog, I removed a ton of games. So we had uh, definite holes in the collection, so I didn't have to remove anything, but I did actually remove one. Now, that is Llama. But if you uh, notice in the uh, new games area, I'm also talking about Llama. So uh, it both entered the collection and left the collection this month. And I'll talk about that in just a second. So let's now discuss in alphabetical order the new games that have arrived. And the first one is Illusion. Now, uh, this is one that I talked about in an impressions vlog in December. It's a Wolfgang Borsch game that came out about a year or so ago. And it's a really neat, uh, very simple game that kind of feels like Liar's Dice or Skull, where you are leaning on the fact that uh, humans are really bad at figuring out the area of colors in images. And so you're trying to, you know, does this card have more red than that card? And you're trying to put them in order. And if you think it's wrong, you say, hey, I think it's wrong. And you flip them over and people get points or not. Uh, I really enjoyed this game. So I picked up a copy of it. Now, interestingly enough, technically, I no longer own Illusion because uh, over the holidays, we played this one with family and they enjoyed it so much that I decided to leave my copy with them because um, they wanted to keep playing it. Now, I enjoy Illusion so much that I am planning on buying another copy. I don't currently own one, but I will pick up one, I'm sure, in the next month or so and I won't talk about it in another vlog. Uh, so uh, overall, I'm very happy with Illusion. That's why I bought it. I had played it before I actually owned it. Uh, next up, uh, we actually acquired six Keyforge 
Forge decks. Uh, the person who was sitting next to us at the board game flea market was selling like 20 different Key Forge decks. And over the course of the three hour flea market, we were just chatting and discussing things. And, and uh, you know, we talked about Key Forge. He has like tens and tens of decks. He's really into it. And near the end of the flea market, we were like, you know, maybe we could pick up a couple. I've never actually played it before. I'm curious. Uh, Jessica was also curious. And so he gave me six decks for 10 bucks. So I figured, cool. Uh, we picked out the decks that had the funnest names. And at this point, we have not actually tried them yet. But I do now officially own some Key Forge decks. So uh, hopefully uh, Jessica and I will have a chance to try that at some point in the future. Uh, the third game that we got is Llama. Now, as I mentioned before, Llama is also a game that left the collection, and that is for a very similar reason to Illusion that I just talked about. Uh, Llama is a game that I picked up uh, in an Amazon.de order. It's a new Reiner Knizia game that is kind of like Gamer's Uno, and I will be discussing my impressions of this one in an impressions vlog that should be coming out next week. But uh, the short uh, uh, story on this game is that I played it with my gamer friends at a Monday night uh, meetup, and for the most part, people were pretty meh to it, but then I played it over the holidays with family, and they loved it. Uh, it got played at least four times with our nieces and, um, and uh, mom's dad and all that kind of thing. And so when we left, when we were, you know, uh, giving them illusion, we also asked them if they wanted llama and they were very excited. So it has left the collection. We have gifted it to them. We don't own it anymore. And the reason this one is in the leaving section is because I don't intend to buy another copy of it. And I'll talk about the reasons for that in the impressions vlog coming up overall. Uh, but I will say right here that it was a really fun game when I played it with family overall. Uh, next up, there is Letterpress. This is a game that uh, surprised me. It showed up on the doorstep. It's a new release from Osprey Games. Uh, they send me a new copy of every game they make, which is really nice to see, but they never actually warned me ahead of time. Uh, it looks like this is a relatively simple uh, word-building game where you have cards with letters on them and you put them together to make words. I don't really know much more than that. I have not tried the game yet. Uh, next up, there's Maracaibo, which is a game that I talked uh, extensively about in an impressions vlog last month. It's one of my favorite games from 2019 at this point. And in fact, I'm going to be filming a playthrough of it very soon. It's literally right here off screen. See? It's right there. I haven't started filming it yet, but I will be as soon as I finish up filming this vlog. Um, I talk about it a lot in the impressions vlog, so check it out. It's an amazing game, and I I, uh, I heard that they had sold out the uh, first printing. And when I heard that, I immediately went on to BoardGameGeek uh, to the marketplace and found somebody selling a copy for a very reasonable price. I think I got it for like $80 with shipping. Uh, and uh, so I got it. So I'm really happy to have it because um, it might be hard to pick up for the next couple months. Uh, next up is Marco Polo 2. Um, I talked about this one a lot in an impressions vlog last month as well. I loved this game. I certainly like it more than Marco Polo 1. Um, my impression of it has cooled just a little bit after playing it again since that impressions vlog, um, but I'm still actively interested in playing it a lot more, which is why I bought a copy. So I've now played it three times and I'm, I'm looking forward to more plays. After that, I got a copy of Nova Luna, which is a game I talked about last month. I covered like 28 new games last month with the impressions vlogs. This is a tile laying game that kind of feels like Patchwork and Habitats. In fact, it's made by the designer of Patchwork and Habitats. Um, it was a neat game. I enjoyed playing it before, so I picked up a copy and I've enjoyed playing it since. Uh, I also picked up Silver and Gold, which is a roll and write game that I enjoyed quite a lot when I played it at Board Game Geekcon. It's actually still in Trink. I have not played my copy yet, but I have it now and I'm looking forward to playing it more. And finally, I got a copy of Throne of Allegoria, which is a new Spielworks title. And I have punched it and everything, but I have not played it yet. I'm hoping to 
to next Monday so that I can cover my impressions of it next week. I'm not really sure if that's going to happen for sure. It looks like it's a medium to heavyweight euro, and I don't really know much more about it than that. <laughs> I kind of bought this one a little bit sight unseen, and it's like, you know, 80 or $90, maybe $100. So that was a lot of money to spend on a game I don't know anything about, so I'm hoping I enjoy it. But uh, overall, that's going to finish the shifting shelf segment out. That's all of the new games that I've acquired. All right, uh, this means we can go into the last section where I'm going to talk about my upcoming schedule. Now, one thing I discussed last month, and uh, the start of December anyway, was uh, apologizing for being behind on the Patreon obligations that I have with the playthroughs that I'm filming. And at that point, I said that I am planning on being fully caught up by the end of January, and I still think I can do that. So uh, with that in mind, uh, looking forward right now, we are currently in week one, and the only video that's coming out this week is this update vlog. I only just got back to work from the holidays and New Year's festivities and all that kind of stuff. So uh, just this video this week, but then next week, I will be putting out the uh, playthrough for Maracaibo, which is again just off screen right here. It's currently on the table, so I'm going to film that soon. And I'm also planning on putting out an impressions vlog to cover a couple new games that I've played. Um, I can't even remember what they are at this point, but I've definitely played a couple new games recently. Um, and I'm planning on playing several new games on Monday, so hopefully that'll be a pretty decent impressions vlog. And I hope to do a games radar vlog next week. I haven't done one of these in about two months, and there's like 1,400 new uh, 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 things that have popped up on Board Game Geek that I have to go through. So that's going to be a bit of a project, and I want to get back to that one sooner rather than later. Uh, looking forward to week three, there is going to be a Kickstarter going out for Foundations of Rome, which is a new release from Arcane Wonders. Uh, so I'll be doing a tutorial and playthrough, a sponsored one for that one. And that week, I am also planning on putting out the uh, playthrough for Gugong, and that was the bonus video for December. So Maracaibo and Gugong are both videos that were technically supposed to be completed in December, but I'm now uh, catching back up in January and talking about catching up. Uh, looking forward to week four, I'm planning on putting out the Patreon-sponsored video for January. I don't know what that's going to be yet because I haven't actually put out the polls. I should probably get around to doing that. And I'm also in that week planning on putting out a uh, sponsored playthrough for Trismegistus, which has been delayed for months and months, and <laughs> I'm finally going to get that one done. And then looking to week five, I will be doing the bonus video for January. So uh, once week five rolls around, which is the end of January. I should be fully caught up with um, all of these overall obligations, and that should set myself up pretty well for going on into the next year. Um, I'll tell you right now that I'm almost uh, barely working at my other job. I think I'm working um, maybe 15 hours total for this whole month. Uh, I told them I did not have that much time because I needed to prioritize catching back up with this job, with John Gets Games, which is uh, also very important. So uh, that is the uh, plan for the upcoming schedule. Obviously, things might change a little bit, uh, but I'm hoping to really be able to stick to this. And there are a lot of heavy games that I'm covering this lesson next month uh, with Maracaibo and then um, uh, Chismagistus, obviously, as well. Gugong is not necessarily light, and I don't even know what's going to win for the other thing. So um, there is a lot of playthroughing happening. A lot of hours, I'm sure, will get logged with John Gets Games. And I am really excited to see what the future holds specifically what 2020 holds for the channel, and I think that's going to bring this podcast to a close. Thanks for listening.